Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NBA's Big 30. I'm your host, Yash Parikh, and I hope you're having a great day today. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. I'll give you guys an exciting playoff recap soon, but today, it's the awards show. We're going to start off by covering all of the individual awards and then move into the all-league teams. Without further ado, this is going to be a good one, so let's hop in. off we're going to start off with the coach of the year this year the award went to mike brown coach of the sacramento kings brown was the first unanimous winner of this award in nba history and it was well deserved the sacramento kings made a huge jump this year after appointing him claiming their first playoff berth in 17 years the kings played really well this year this was all thanks to mike brown the runners-up were the coaches of the celtics and thunder Towards the beginning of the season, I would have gone with Jacques Vaughn of the Nets or Joe Maslow of the Celtics. Mike Brown beat both of them out and won. Also, Monte McNair of the Kings won General Manager of the Year as well. Next up, we've got the Hustle Player of the Year and the Teammate of the Year, Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday, respectively. You can look into the awards history behind that and it's not very exciting. The awards were well deserved and congratulations to these two players. Now, the media awards. Let's kick things off with another king, De'Aaron Fox, winning Clutch Player of the Year. Fox had 194 points in the last 5 minutes of game within 5 points. He beat out Luka and Jalen Brunson for the award, and I think that there shouldn't have been any doubt about it. Fox was the clutchest player this year. The most improved player was Lori Markinen. He beat out finalists Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Jalen Brunson. Originally, I was rooting for Shea to win this award, but after I did some research, I realized that Markkanen had bigger leaps in all important statistical categories beside for assists and deserved this award. I don't think that there's much argument here. Next up, we've got the Rookie of the Year, Paolo Bancaro. Bancaro averaged 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 3.7 assists per game. He was the most consistent rookie, weathering through leaps from fellow finalists Jalen Williams and Walker Kessler. The sixth man of the year was Malcolm Brogdon, averaging 15.4 points per game. I think he was a lot better than candidates Emmanuel Quickly and Bobby Portis Jr. Brogdon provided necessary spark when required and helped lead the Celtics to the second seed in the West. While some may say he was better than the starting guards, Brogdon definitely thrived off the bench. Next up, we have the Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr., beating our finalists Brooke Lopez and Evan Mobley. Oof, this one was tough, but Triple J averaged around three blocks to help the Grizzlies to the second seed in the West. Here's where things get challenging. Our MVP this year was Joel Embiid, winning it for the first time in his entire career. He beat out finalists Giannis and Nikola Jokic, among others like Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Really, this year was just a two-man race between Jokic and Embiid to see who could win. Let me tell you the stats. Embiid had 33.1 points per game, 10.2 rebounds per game, and 4.2 assists per game, with 1.7 blocks. A beast on both ends of the floor, Embiid led the Sixers to the third seed in the East this season. Then, we have Nikola Jokic, who averaged 24.5 points per game, 11.8 rebounds per game, and 9.8 assists per game. An offensive wizard, Jokic nearly achieved a triple-double average for the season. 
falling 0.2 assists shy. Jokic led the Nuggets to the one seed in the West. Now, it gets confusing. Jokic's numbers are by no means bad. They're impressive. However, he won the last two MVPs and voter fatigue is kicking in. For the same reason that LeBron and Jordan didn't win every single MVP the year, every year that they played, neither did Jokic. Also, the only players to ever win three straight MVPs were Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Larry Bird. The catch? They were winning multiple championships, with Jokic having won none so far. So who actually was better? That's for you to decide, but the voters chose Embiid. By no means was Embiid's season bad, but it's hard to tell who was better. I liked Jokic's offensive versatility, but like I said, Embiid could dominate on both ends of the floor. Thus, I think I agree with the decision to make Embiid MVP. Now, let's go to the all-league teams. So let's kick things off with the all-rookie teams. The first team was Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, and Benedict Matherin. The second team was Jalen Duran, Tari Eason, Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jeremy Sohan. I've got a few things to say about that. For starters, I think that the all-rookie first team should swap Benedict Matherin for Jaden Ivey. Ivey picked it up later in the season, while Matherin was quite inconsistent towards the end of the year. That makes the new first team Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, and Jaden Ivey. Now, for the second team, I'm struggling a bit with this decision. So I kind of want to swap Tari Eason out for Shaden Sharp instead of Jeremy Sohan. Sohan isn't going to be on here for long because I'm swapping him out for Andrew Nembhard. I know that this isn't popular opinion, but it's fine. I think that Nembhard played a lot better, especially for a second round pick. However, that stuff isn't taken into account when choosing these teams. As a recap, my new first team for All-Rookie is Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, and Jaden Ivey. And my new second team is Jalen Duran, Jaden Sharp, Benedict Matherin, Jabari Smith Jr., and Andrew Nembhard. Next up, the All-Defensive Teams. The first team guards were Drew Holiday and Alex Caruso, with the forwards being Brooke Lopez, Evan Mobley, and Jaron Jackson Jr. The second team was Derek White, Dylan Brooks, OG Ananobi, Draymond Green, and Bam Adebayo. I like these teams because they represent the league pretty well, but there are some other players who deserve this spot, including Marcus Smart, Anthony Davis, and Jaden McDaniels. Here's how this is going to go. I'm dropping Bam Adebayo for Anthony Davis or Nick Claxton. We'll come up with that later, but those two players were a lot more consistent throughout the season, even though AD missed a lot of games. Next up, I'm dropping Dylan Brooks for Marcus Smart. This should be pretty self-explanatory. First off, Dylan Brooks is a small forward, not a guard, which is why I don't understand why he was in the guard spot, because there was already two other forwards in the center. And then there was Derek White, who was the other guard. And second up, Smart's numbers may not add up, but his defensive impact on the court is supremely valuable. Also, Dylan Brooks just really dropped off throughout the end of the season. Finally, I'm taking out OG Ananobi and putting in Jaden McDaniels. McDaniel showed his will to guard any player on the court, especially the opposing team superstar, whereas Ananobi was a bit lackluster compared to his personal average. So my final all-defensive first team is Drew Holiday, Alex Caruso, Brooke Lopez, Evan Mobley, and Jaron Jackson Jr. That hasn't changed. And my second team is Derek White, Marcus Smart, Jaden McDaniels, Draymond Green, and Nicholas Claxton or Anthony Davis. 
I'm going to go with Anthony Davis on this one, but it was a close one. Finally, the All-NBA teams. This is going to be good, so let's get into it. On the first team, the guards were Luka Doncic and Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. The forwards were Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the center was Joel Embiid. The second team had the guards being Donovan Mitchell and Stephen Curry, forwards as Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown, and the center as Nikola Jokic. And finally, the third team had the guard as De'Aaron Fox, Damian Lillard, and the forwards were LeBron James and Julius Randle, and the center was DeMantis Sabonis. I'm sorry, what? There are a lot of things to fix here. The first team looks fine to me. Actually, I rock with all of the picks for guards in this list, even though they are a little bit confusing, especially since we don't have John Morant or Devin Booker on this list. But the forwards in the third team center need to be fixed. To start things off, on my second team, I'm replacing Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown. Brown will be bumped down to my third team while I'm removing Butler entirely. Jimmy Butler heated up in the playoffs, no doubt about that, but his regular season was nothing special. He played along the season but had no outstanding moments and he didn't even average above 23 points. Overrated. And as for Jalen Brown, he was good, but would you rather have Jalen Brown or Kevin Durant? And I'm adding Kawhi Leonard in for Jimmy Butler because of his superior play down the stretch and resounding dominance. Kawhi was showing 2019 flashes to help lead the Clippers into the playoffs. Also, I know KD didn't play many games, but he dominated, and much more than Jalen Brown for sure. On the third team, I'm swapping LeBron, who played pretty bad this season and missed quite a few games with a leg injury, for Jalen Brown. LeBron doesn't deserve all NBA honors this season, I'm sorry to say, but honestly, the league just loves LeBron, and LeBron saved the league in 2003, so they're going to keep rewarding him for it. And the final snub was Anthony Davis. I understand Sabonis played well, but AD was much better. He had defense, the ability to run up and down the court, and dominance in the paint. I can't believe Anthony Davis was snubbed from both the all-defensive team and the all-NBA team. That's pretty crazy. So my final teams have the all-NBA first team being Luka, Shea, Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. The second team being Donovan Mitchell, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic, and the third team being De'Aaron Fox, Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown, and Anthony Davis. Alright everyone, that concludes my award show. We've got a spicy new episode dropping soon as a playoffs recap because a lot of things are going on and we're heading into the conference finals. That's all for today's episode of the NBA's Big 30.